0: How did you become involved in the Sanders campaign?
1: I got with Bernie Sanders because he stood behind, you know, what I believed in and, you know, stood on the same beliefs about the message that I was trying to put out there. Um, I reached through his spokesperson on Twitter.
0: So you reached out to him?
1: Yeah. And asked him, you know, how can I go about, you know, supporting him?
0: And do you remember what it was that made you interested in him in the first place?
1: What really interested me was at a at a rally that he had in Black Lives Matter. Um, Patrice uh, Colors um, showed up at his event, and you know they was protesting, and he gave them, you know, the stage. He didn't tell tell the security or whatever tell them to get out or shut up. He actually gave them the platform to speak and. I wanted to know more about this guy and the more i searched i I stumbled upon an article about him being arrested standing with black people during uh segregation in chicago where he was arrested and that really touched me because it made it seem like you know he he's been in this movement for a while he's been you know standing with us for a long time on these issues.
0: We know from leaked documents that there was an attempt by people like Tom Perez, who was helping the Clinton campaign and is now the DNC chair. Um, We know that there was an attempt to to push a narrative that portrayed Sanders supporters, young supporters as white. What was that? Did you get, did you encounter any of that? This kind of idea that, you know, people of color all supported Hillary. And if you're a person of color and supported Bernie, you're a sellout.
1: Um, yeah, there was a lot of I say the older generation um was more committed to the Clinton because of their past.
0: Right.
1: And you know, a lot of a lot of older people is not is very stubborn to hear anybody anything else. But I believe the younger generation, you know, they see what's going on, they seen that the war on drugs, what it did to you know mass incarceration, and basically, you know, they realized what the Clintons did, and also other pre- presidents led us to this this type of atmosphere that we're in now. So we just needed our voice to be heard independently, away from you know the same old, the same the same things that been happening since the nineties.
0: Yeah, and also it's—I mean, there's like the mainstream press, and mainstream media was much more critical of Sanders, and also just covered him less. And and older people read the mainstream media more, and younger people read alternative media more, or read or on Twitter more. So yeah. there was more re- name recognition um, for, for among younger people of of Sanders, and more yes. you know criticism of Hillary's and Bill Clinton's records ah. on race and incarceration. Um, yeah.
1: But when I was on the campaign, and I was mostly in the South, um, a lot of a lot of older people who supported Clinton, you know, and they heard Bernie's message for the first time, or you know, actually like learned what he was about, they felt a little shifty, mm. like you know, they didn't know which which way to go. But once they heard his 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 platform and stuff, you know. They was willing to consider it, but they was just so committed to Clinton they wasn't willing to vote for him, I guess. Because he was a new face, because no one really recognized him.
0: Yeah, um, that's I had Nina Turner on my show and she said she thought, you know, it was a question of time also. If people had more you know, if there had been more time, people would have just gotten to know him more. And yeah he would have, you know, proved himself to people. Yes. Yeah. I know on Twitter you were upset that Sanders was um, uh, stumping for uh, De Blasio. Did you were you able to talk about that with any of his staff or anything? Or
1: no, I wasn't able to talk to his staff. But that was just something that you know. I want people to know that it's more about my message, not the person. Right. And if I feel like you're um, buckling down, or you're lessing yourself, like you trying to change your messages to please someone else. I don't believe, like, you know, I should support you or I'm going to have my opinion about you. So it's not like I'm upset with Sanders. I don't, like, I don't support him anymore, but certain things, you know, I have to speak out about.
0: Which is, I think, good. Like, with, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, we saw that, right? He was criticized, and he actually, I think, on lots of issues stepped up to the plate. Yeah. And we see so much, like, tribalism and loyalty um like blind loyalty so as if you can't support someone but also be critical of certain things that they do
1: Mhm.
0: how can you ever support everything a politician does or a person in general
1: yeah so you know m- with me is just basically like i'm always going to be critical, critical critical of someone if the message ain't ain't right
0: October 9th you tweeted you were upset because quote this Weinstein was the first guy that the Hillary campaign ran to when my endorsement of Bernie came out uh there's a piece at uh, the intercept Harvey Weinstein urged Clinton campaign to silence Sanders Black Lives Matter message
1: and I believe the Hillary campaign tried to like trying to convert it into, like, a gun control issue when we were talking about police brutality. Right. They were trying to water down our message.
0: To so undermine you, undermine yeah. Bernie, and undermine your message by pretending that, redirecting it to a gun issue as opposed to a police brutality issue. Yes,
1: because, you know, one thing doesn't have to do with another. Like, when we talk about gun control, you're talking about, you know, civilians with guns, but here we are, we have, you know, our servants, our civil servants, who are legal to have guns, using it illegally to kill people. And plus my father didn't die by a gun. Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about police brutality, you know, a lot of um, white people, conservatives, what have you, you know, converts to, well, it's black on black crime all the time. Right. And, you know, try to lessen our message try to say like y'all screaming and crying about police killing y'all but y'all kill each other every day you know with the hillary campaign and whatever it was just basically her trying to less, lessen our message
0: yeah and of course as you pointed out the big irony is that gun control has nothing to do with police guns that's a separate issue yeah. Mhm. people like to bring up the Black-on-Black crime as if, as you said, you know, that's the problem. Stop blaming the police or stop blaming institutionalized racism. You guys are the ones killing yourselves, killing each other. And uh, the biggest irony probably is that your father was killed not by a gun. It's so far removed from this issue. Yes. So apparently, according to leaked emails, in an April 10th email sent to Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook just days before the New York primary, Harvey Weinstein invited Mook to meet up. He pointed to a Sanders ad featuring Erica Garner, as well as growing support for Sanders among Latino activist leaders. Quote, I'm probably telling you what you already know, but that needs to be silenced, probably with the Sandy Hook issue, he wrote. There he is, like directly trying to silence you and your message.
1: Yes, and I was kind of shocked. I know that my name was... (laughs) Up in a Henry
0: <laughs> it's a good sign that that was a very powerful ad. <laughs> that was a really moving video, by the way.
1: Thank you. Um, And Bernie Sanders and his people gave me full control on how I wanted to do it. And that's what I appreciated the most. So it wasn't like a script or them coming and telling me, you know, what to do. They was just, you know, how you want to do this. And I just took it from there.
0: Oh, that's great! So you just wrote it yourself. Mm-hmm. It was re- yeah, it was a really good script. That's probably why I think um people were amazed by how like genuine and sincere it seemed, and that makes sense because you wrote it yourself.
1: Yeah, and um a lot of people wouldn't give Bernie Sanders the the airtime to air the whole video. Mm. They will only give him two minutes, or wanted to charge him a ridiculous amount of money.
2: This is everything that I have. My family. Family should be important to everyone. Mostly, I like being a mother, Alyssa. She's six years old. That's my baby, my only child. She likes to read me books, sit down and talk with me about her school. But there's a lot of sand in the heart. Recently, she just learned about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. She asked me, Did Rosa Parks not give up her seat for a white man? And I said, Yes. She said, But those are in the old days, right, mommy? And I had to explain to her that it's not really over. This is what mommy is I'm an activist. And the same thing Martin Luther King was, he fought for her rights. This is the same thing I'm doing in honor of her pop pop. My dad's name is Eric Garner. No one gets to see their parents' last moments, and I was able to see my dad die on national TV. They don't know what they took from us. He wasn't just someone that no one cared for him or no one loved him. He was loved dearly. Alyssa misses my dad. She tells me, are you okay, mom? Do you miss pop, pop? She was she was here. So her mom wouldn't be sad anymore. I'm just trying to get the truth out there to tell his side of the story. He was being the loving, caring man that he was, and he was murdered. For a whole year, I've protested and every Tuesday and Thursday. I feel like a representative for people throughout this whole nation because I'm doing this. I'm, I'm speaking out, me being his daughter. And that's what I want to do. I just want to tell my truth. I'm never giving up. I'm never going to forget, and I don't want the world to forget what happened to my dad. Our people died for this. Martin Luther King died for this. Malcolm X Max died for this. And who were they? They was protesters. I'm behind anyone who's going to listen and speak up for us, and I think we need to believe in a leader like Bernie Sanders.
1: It is not acceptable to me that we have seen young black men walk down streets in this country, be beaten, and be killed unjustly. I can't breathe.
2: There's no other person that's speaking about this, people are dying. This is real, this is not TV, we need a president that's going to talk about it. The African-American community knows that on any given day, some innocent person like Sandra Bland can get into a car, and then three days later, she's going to end up dead in jail. I believe Ernie Sanders is a protester.
1: When a police officer breaks the law, that officer must be held accountable.
2: He's not scared to go up against the criminal justice system. He's not scared.
1: I want to see an America where when young black men walk down the street, they will not be harassed by police officers. They will not be killed. They will not be shot.
2: And that's why I'm from Bernie.
0: And what do you think of um of left Sanders in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. Who do you do you have any hopes for who who you'd like to see run for president?
1: Um, so honestly, I believe that Bernie had his course, and I believe that um, someone like Nina Turner, mm. who has been a very powerful voice, also like my mentor. Um, we had spent some time on the campaign, and I believe that she's. Um, she should consider running for um, president um, in 2020.
0: She's a great speaker also. She's one of the best.
1: Yeah, she's a, she's a great speaker. and She, like, moves the room like yeah. with her powerful voice. And, like I said, she's my mentor, and, you know, she offered me some type of tips or advice, okay. you know, when I need it. And I plan to work with her more in the future
0: oh great and so you guys are still in touch yes
1: well we was actually in touch before the campaign we actually met um at a conference in ohio uh i guess it was a sorority but they was talking about police brutality and invited me and that's how me and her really connected and sat down and talked. And, you know she 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 loved me for being uh so empowering being so young and being able to stand out there, even, you know, without my family there or without no one telling me, you know, I should be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that. She likes the initiatives that I take.
0: Yeah. You guys are both, I would say, uh, outspoken and feisty. And I say that as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's what I I like about her. Even though she was a, she's a politician, she, She uh, had her, she was a state senator in Ohio, so she has a little more experience than me, but, you know, we we connected on a different type of level. Also, um, I met uh, Jamal Green out in Chicago, who's doing a fantastic job. Um, He's an activist. He actually shut down Trump when he tried to come to Chicago. He organized the big protests out there.
0: Oh, good. I should have him on the show.
1: Yeah.